0: I'm Darren Garrahy and you're listening to Darren and Friends. Welcome back to this, our third episode. If you tuned in to episode one and episode two, thank you so much. If this is your first time to tune in, welcome to the party. I've put up a question box on Instagram every Monday when the episode has gone out and I'm so glad I did because the feedback has been so nice and informative and it's helped us finesse the rest of the season in a way that will suit you our dear listener. So thank you so much for engaging. Uh, we'll remind you a little bit later on how you can email the show. You may want to after our second guest on the show today. What have we learned so far from the previous episodes? Yes, I have moved in with Bay over to the south side to Dunleary and And uh, loving it so far. If you have any suggestions for coffee or brekkie or snacks, send them my way. Uh, of course, I will be inhaling Teddy's 99s with Summer. I've already had Uh, too many this week but yeah any suggestions at all please do dm me and if i bump into you on a walk say hello coming up alva drops in and we look back on some of our favorite moments in the presence of her royal highness queen bee on the 20th anniversary of her first solo album do you remember she was doing freedom and she was kicking around in the water freedom freedom i can't move and i chat with psychologist Alison keating about relationship warning signs
1: I get married it'll fix it we'll have a child it'll fix it I'm just like oh my god you're throwing in hand grenades and it's gonna blow up This season of Theron and Friends is brought to you by FF Fashion at
0: Tesco your one stop shop this summer season to dress the whole family July is on the horizon you guys the summer holiday with friends family your other half is hopefully booked if it's not don't fret, still time. And what better way to get yourself in the mood for the holly than to detour into F&F when you're doing the weekly shop and stock up on your summer essentials. If you're making a plan to do just that, I have some fabulous news. There's 25% off all clothing with no exclusions. Did you hear that clearly? No exclusions. To qualify, just present your club card or app at the tills when you're purchasing. Products are subject to availability and this offer is available in the majority of larger stores. It runs from this Thursday, the 29th of June to Sunday, the 2nd of July. So don't delay. F&F Fashion at Tesco. First up, the year was 2003. The month was June. Beyonce Knowles, a.k.a. Queen Bee, released herself from Destiny's Child and brought dangerously in love to our ears. I sit down with fellow Beehive member and my dear sister, Alva, to chat about what she means to us. I never got to tell you all about Beyonce. I know, I'm dying to hear. Well, the first first and foremost, I'm disappointed and saddened that you haven't thrown yourself into the latest album. And I hold my hands up, I genuinely haven't. That's, I think it's a real sign of the stage of life I'm at. Yeah, motherhood. Because... Time, uh, do you know what I... It's so funny. So, the certain things that you tell me about your life or like music you would have listened to at stages of your life. i Am mean, I very good at remembering that kind of thing? Dates and things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know that her album Four was your J1 album in Boston. Oh my God, it's so funny that you say that. Beyonce albums to me symbolize times of my life. Yes. Which is why we know she's our true queen. queen. So... I'm adamant to tell you all about London in a moment, so we will get to that. But first, so like dangerously love 2003, I would have been 14, second year in school, trying to be cool, trying to make friends with lads or whatever, you know. And yeah. it was just baby boy dangerously love that that diamond top, ah, oh, iconic naughty girl, ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like so so good. Do you know where? Do you know where I think of that album when I think of it? Where? In Spain, when we go on our holidays, remember the CD player we had in seen? Yes, we had "Dangerously in Love" in that CD that. player, oh. and we would we'd be too getting... young to be drinking at that stage, but just like, vibing off it anyway. <laughs> it's Like I was in sixth class, but in my head, I was in the club. <laughs> club, mm-hmm. just so. In <laughs> and like me sixth class <laughs> well i was like or like going to be we'd be in like spain or like we'd go for dinner with mom and dad but then you know we'd be out a little bit late till 10 or so so you'd be like walking home to the car in the car park but you'd see all the people heading to the club and you wish you were there wished you were going yeah. crazy in love obviously was on the album as well yeah just so good then b-day not a bit not my favorite album not my favorite baby i swear it's deja vu but yeah. i didn't really like it not enough bangers no but it reminds me of being in in Doolin in summer of second year. Yeah, I feel like that reminds me of you, kind of that album. Yeah. Summer of second year, being down in Doolin when I so didn't want to be there because it was the summer that I was also going to Wes. Oh yeah. So every Friday, every Friday knowing that all my friends were going and getting all of the feedback from them on the Saturday morning. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have much memory of it because I just didn't really like it. Yeah. Next one. Sasha Fierce. Oh, 2008 and we went to see her in Three Arena, me, you and Avine. And we were in, we were standing. Do you remember we were standing and she was quite close? We all stupidly wore heels. heels. (laughs) Idiots. Who wears heels when you're standing at a Beyonce concert? I vividly remember. Our feet were in bits. Do you remember that? But it was so, good. she was so close. But you know what? It's so cute. It's such a, like we were at the, what age would we have been? I would have been like fourth year. You were. Sixth year, uh, was- sorry, 2008 is the year I finished school, yeah. Yes, so like I was in, in living the dream, yeah. So yeah. I was uh transition year, you were uh sixth, Aving was second year of college, yeah. Just that lovely age, we were just so peak her time of Saf- like of and Saturday we were years. all at home, we were all living at home, yes. So we experienced it all together, together, yeah. That was such a good album. But how cute are we to go in heels because we wanted to look well for her, we wanted to look well for B. <laughs> She really appreciated it. Um, okay, next one. Skip of head a few years. Go on. Four, two 2011. Tell us, it. <laughs> just reminds me of you. I just spent that year pining after my now husband. Uh, <laughs> he was in Sydney. I was at home. And uh, that whole album, Love on Top, One Plus One, all those songs just remind me of just listening to it. I was actually on a J1, as you said, in Boston. And like, Trying to really get on with my life and enjoy everything, but I just couldn't stop thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> Fast forward two uh, years. I don't push my, past that. Uh, but like, it's okay because it's it's all okay because you're together now. It's all okay because we're together now. <laughs> and my point being, two years later, 2013, Beyonce, yeah. that album, yeah. Drunken Love. Myself and Rory go to see her in Sydney together. Ah, reunited. Ah, beautiful. So that was unreal. And he was so good to come with me. Like he had no interest. That is cute. He had no interest. Uh, so that was fab. Such a good album. Drunken Love. Next one, Lemonade Croker. Lemonade sorry, Croker. I am sorry. I am sorry. <laughs> 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 no formation out with the hats at the very oh, start. Stop. Okay, yeah. ladies. So nah. myself, you and Avian, bawling, crying when she came out. So I pride myself on being someone who wouldn't cry at a concert because you yeah. would just cringe when you see that yeah. when people do that we could not hold back the no, tears as was, soon as she came out on the stage yeah. all three of us and we had had lo- it was a gorgeous I evening I now thinking about it do you remember it was a gorgeous <coughs> night yes. oh and so we had the lemonade jumpers had the le- oh. I had ordered them in advance to yeah. make sure that we were on fleek <laughs> <laughs> we'd crimped our hair big hair vibes big hair don't care big hair don't care <laughs> we'd had, had our drinks in Castlenock before do you remember oh. we were we were so we were the, the giddiest we've ever been oh, the weather was so unbelievable good. going into the stadium <sighs> And, just, and I was back, sorry. I was back from Sydney then. I yes. had moved home. So yeah. we were reunited. It was it 2016? That was 2016, Croker. So, uh, yeah, excuse me, do you, we don't rush the Queen. Can sorry. we slow down a little oh, bit? Apologies. so, just so <laughs> delighted with my research. Go on. <laughs> so we went to that gig. Do you remember she was doing Freedom and she was kicking around in the water? Yeah. Freedom, freedom, I freedom. can't move. Oh, so good. But sorry, what I wanted to get off my chest. Like, there's a lot of people who think that either Rihanna, and you don't have oh, we shouldn't put them against each other. I know all that. Think Rihanna is better than her. Think that Taylor Swift is a bigger queen than her. No. She is, when you see her performing live, it's a life-changing experience. And I don't say that lightly. It's an absolute honor and a privilege. Yes. Because she is so unbelievably flawless. I know she has a song called that, but like she doesn't (laughs) put a foot out of line. And if she does, like at Super Bowl, she made the fall when she fell at Super Bowl. Yeah. She incorporated into the dance. Into the it was like back yeah. down, boom, 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 boom. boom, <laughs> boom, 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 boom <laughs> <laughs> it was like she even, she even, she even made the fall look iconic. It was so good. Say my name. You know who I am. Um, it's her and Bruno Mars. I'm too oh, hot. I'm too damn. Hot. Oh, hot. Damn. Damn. the fire. Oh, stop. So oh, good. So good. But I, I, just challenge anyone to just who thinks that she, she is the greatest living performer. 100 million percent so that was 2016 of where are you taking to us Us to next okay fast forward b and j on the run rome 2018 would you like to tell people about that weekend in fall oh my god okay so sorry Avine. <laughs> Avine had just given birth to honora <laughs> she was out yeah sorry Abe, we're going anyway good we're going without you good luck and nice so we were invited yeah to wimbledon yeah remember how warm it was so then we're like, right, we get one night in London, Wimbledon. Beyonce's playing in Rome the next night. Yeah. Could we book a flight to Rome? Yes. Could we get Rome tickets? tickets yes, we to could. Rome? Could we book an Airbnb? Yes, to all of the above. <laughs> we made it happen. Bought ourselves two nice pairs of sunglasses in the airport on the way to, to Rome from London. Remember that? Sunglasses And we And we went. <laughs> <laughs> Stayed. It was a little Airbnb. with like a little loft. Remember? Remember the bathroom? It was so tiny. Oh with the shittest little light for doing your makeup. The shittest Airbnb you could possibly find in Rome. You go the in. light was like a fairy light. It was so oh This, our bed was literally like a bunk bed. Yeah. It was a double wooden, bed. Wooden. You had to go Very up. central. Very central. We had to go up the steps and get into the bed. And do you remember I kept throwing my leg over yours? Yeah. I kept, I kept wanting to it cuddle. It was so hot. It was so hot. I was like, get off me. I'm too hot. Anyway, we made it to B&J. Now, yeah. Not as good with Do with you know NZ. what? We need like, to be honest. Stop trying to stop trying to piggyback on Beyonce Jay-Z yeah no like, a lot of people will be like are you joking he's like it's no, Jay-Z no but pop culture at that time wise we he was not hated him then see this is the thing yeah. it was we did hate him yeah because of the cheating but she had done lemonade she had got it all out of her system so she obviously wanted to show this united front and do it and experiment and see yeah. and that's fair enough to try it yeah but we just all we wanted was her oh yeah and like and remember he'd be singing on his own and we'd be remember we were drinking beer <laughs> It was we the could, only thing we could get. The only thing we could get was like, what were the bottles of something? We'd yeah. never, we'd never drink beer. Like, no. and anyway, anyway, God is lit all the same. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and that brings us nicely onto 2022 yeah. Renaissance, which I cannot comment on. So tell me about Renaissance in London. Okay, so I, Renaissance came out last summer and it was a fantastic time for me because I was on my own. Yeah. I was doing my laps at the Phoenix Park with Bertie. Just, I really needed that time in my life to be on my own, just do my own thing, make my own plans with my friends and then this album comes out and I listen to it from start to finish and it's just, it's a masterpiece mm-hmm. and it's one of these ones, I think you know it's good when you listen to it the first time and you're a bit a little bit confused but you didn't dislike it Okay. and then you listen and listen and listen and you realise and A Lemonade was a bit like that as well. Yeah. It's a real story. It's a grower. From, yeah. Yeah. And story from start to finish mm-hmm. and Renaissance is a bit like that as well. Okay. Um, and I had a sneaking suspicion it was going to be the best tour of all time don't say it was I hate to tell you it was (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry to tell you that it was thank you for inviting me by the way (laughs) see I just see you as strapped to a pram do you honestly think if there was a ticket going for Beyonce in London that I wouldn't have went I know I know but it's okay but I I will say do you know what it was I knew you hadn't listened to the album yeah I hadn't and, and it's not because I don't like Beyonce No Like my Spotify playlist It's Cocomelon It's Cocomelon Peppa Pig Yeah uh, Like nursery rhymes To get your kids to sleep That's what I'm <laughs> Listening to now yeah. On Spotify You so. don't have time You can't I be listening to it yeah. But So Kate yeah. My great friend yeah. Lives in London Kate also bet into Renaissance Okay I was flying I over You knew she'd appreciate it I knew she would Absolutely appreciate it yeah. So apologies over That's all good But we had a fab time we Went for a drink beforehand on the way, got those little um, G&Ts that you get in the can. Oh yeah, Stunning. nice. Stunning. Went into the stadium. and we have unbelievable seats. Oh my God. And, sorry, did you hear that she apparently, allegedly had foot surgery recently? No. So, you looking back, the choreography wasn't as foot-oriented as it usually would be. Okay. But it's still... But she's... So- <laughs> that might sound mad but as in she's usually actually leaping around the place like we said with Freedom kicking the water yeah. like jumping this but that what, and the other was it more feet still body going mad that, a lot of that yeah, a lot of, yeah. But, but she's such a pro you wouldn't, you even, wouldn't notice. even notice I only heard about the foot surgery after the concert oh my God. and it's only now in hindsight uh, Blue Ivy came out on the night yeah I saw the videos of that unreal unbelievable and people are saying as her tour has gone on Blue Ivy has gotten so much more confident so- and she's like killing it now see there you go again Alvi, you're not keeping up <laughs> See, there you go again. That that is keeping up. I am looking out for the well being of Blue Ivy. (laughs) But I've been looking at the chronological videos of her on TikTok from the very first performance, and then each night. Oh, okay. She's getting so much more confident, and I'm delighted for her. Oh, I'm thrilled. I'm so (laughs) proud. (laughs) So proud. (laughs) <laughs> so it was it was just phenomenal and again emotional at different parts and the way that she like mishmashed loads of the different songs there's one part where you think she's about to sing diva is a female version she a but, but, but the music for that goes into a different oh, you know all this so kind of talented. trickery just, and it's, a, it's just a work of creative genius really. creative yeah, genius unbelievable so I'm sorry that she couldn't come for next time 40s in my 40s we'll do it all again surely she'll have a Vegas residency by then well I want to go to Vegas for my 40th so that'd be fab if she was there then off we go she could make that happen we'll get another Airbnb (laughs) lovely and we'll have a little cuddle in the bed (laughs) roll on Vegas October 2029 I'm holding Alva to that it's going to be a girl's trip and it's going to be fab Now, my next guest today is psychologist Alison Keating. Around this time last year, I found myself at a bit of a crossroads and I decided to reach out to Alison and I'm so glad I did. As you'll hear me mention during our chat, she once said to me she would love to give a course to women in their 20s or 30s on how to navigate those crossroads, how to sit with how you're feeling and move from there. And I just thought she was brilliant and wanted to invite her onto the show to talk about all of the above, particularly relationships for me, I was at a particular age and stage where I was feeling a little bit lost in the midst of a breakup. And so Alison and I got straight into just that. Here she is.
1: It is huge. It's absolutely huge. And then just saying that you felt lost um, because so much of being in a relationship is that sense of being a couple and it's that sense of identity. It's that sense of us, we, and when it, if it breaks or separates, then it's like, oh, Actually, who am I? What do I actually like? Like one of the most big things I always say to people when they break up with someone is to keep asking. It seems like a really silly question, but it's actually brilliant. What do I actually like? And it could be like, do I like spaghetti bolognese? You know, Yeah. actually, no, he loved that. And now I actually, or he didn't like it, so I haven't eaten that in years. That sounds really basic, but it's actually back down to that level. It's actually asking the question. Because when you're in a relationship, you're always thinking, well, would they like this? And that's good. Like there's, you know, we have to work together and and it's nice to to be in that when you feel a sense of connection. Mm -hmm. But when there's no sense of connection, it's really easy to lose yourself in a relationship. When you say you felt lost, it's that sense of identity. Who am I? And then how other people would perceive it. So it was like you had a double issue at hand. I think everybody has it to a degree. Like when people are separating, I think social media has made it much more difficult for people because you can see the person going out. It's not just a case of your friends saying, oh, I saw them. Saw them down the pub the other night, you know, especially during lockdown. (laughs) That was not happening. But you might see that someone, you know, is in normal times, you would see that they had posted a picture up with somebody else or, you know, and and it hurts. Mm. It really hurts to see your ex. With somebody else even if and I'm not saying this related to you even if you don't like them yeah it's so painful there's so much pain in it and it is a sense of figuring out who you are and I think a lot of people even if they break up and they're like this was right it really hurts yeah and even for the person doing the breaking up I think sometimes they don't get much airtime, kind of. It's like, well, you broke up with them, so you must be fine. But that's actually not true. There's so much to work through, isn't there? So much to work through. So much thought has gone into it. And I think that's,
0: uh, that's the thing as well. It's like, these decisions aren't made lightly. No. And like, what do you think about that and the lead up and getting to that point of making a decision like, how, how difficult is that? And how difficult do people find that to get to that point? And how much
1: time generally goes into that decision? So seemingly women nearly have left a year before. A year? Psychologically. So wow. what I find is sometimes, you know, when we started speaking first, you know, you had made the decision. You just needed a bit of space to kind of give yourself permission. do it and it was all like say this is you know you Darren, and then in in for you and for everybody else there's there's the feelings that go into that there's the next circle there's family and friends what are they gonna think and and the feeling of so you were 29 Mm. that's a big pressure on women and people think oh it is you know and in Ireland we are very Relationship-focused, family-focused, children-focused. And that's a wonderful thing if it's going well. Yeah. But if it's not, a lot of people stay in relationships. They get married when perhaps they shouldn't. They have children because they think every time I get married, it'll fix it. We'll have a child, it'll fix it. I'm just like, oh, my God, you're throwing in hand grenades and it's going to blow up. And I just don't think we're equipped to have these really hard conversations because they are really hard. Breaking up with someone is really hard. And, you know, most times people are, they they, they they don't want, even if they're like, this is not the right relationship for me, they don't want to hurt the other person. Mm. That's not the intent, but it is going to hurt them. But it's actually going to hurt them more if you stay in it. Yeah. And I think that's the bit people forget. And, um, but I think it's so easy to kind of go, crap i'm twenty nine. Maybe I'd like to start a family. again, this is not specific to you. I mean this in general mm-hmm. terms, and it is so easy to stay. In fact, it's much easier to stay in that moment i I think we 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 really in our society, we value the short term, you know, this is where I should be at this age, like, as you said, your age and stage it's like your era. What era are you <laughs> yeah. in? you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for women it's like you're in the get married era and then you get married and they're like when are you having a baby and then you have the baby and they're like when are you having the next baby It is relentless Relentless It's relentless <laughs> Like <laughs> we'll i say it one more time I I know, like, It's relentless It is though It drives me insane because guess what it does It st- It makes people stay in relationships that actually aren't good for either and I think that's so sad because love and connection and you know kind of the joy you have with somebody else is so important it's not always going to be like that no like i actually love the marriage vows like it's in sickness and health everyone misses the sickness part in good times and bad you know that's the truth like a real like a marriage is going to have ups and downs it's going to be tough but it's actually about the two of you kind of going rather than fighting against each other we're going to be in the boat together my god this is crap yeah Whew okay, you can have your bad day today, and I'm going to have it tomorrow and then we'll come back together. And it's that, you know, ability to do that. But if you are kind of going into it knowing this is not right, especially for women. Yeah. So the research is, you know, women have cold feet. It's a really bad sign. In terms of research, it's a really bad sign. It's a bad sign. And there's like a kind of a high correlation, high relationship with divorce. Men have cold feet before um, getting married. It's actually not the same. Really? Mm. You've got to figure out what are your deal breakers. That's what I would say about cold feet. There are definite deal breakers. Okay. So the deal breakers, you've got to figure out what they are. But when you're saying, what do I see? For for me, what would be common is, you know, perhaps they've been cheating before. Yeah. And their questioning is, is going to happen again? Perhaps you have this feeling that your families are very different. That, that's a big one massive and you're wondering how's this gonna actually play out or even like this sounds but you, you're kind of seeing I see how they are with their parents or I see how that person is with their mother or I see how that person is with the waiter like yeah. when you ask there is no definitive answer but listen to your gut and actually pay attention pay attention to that kind of mm, ill at ease feeling that you actually have I mean we have interoception and that is where our body tells us how we feel before we do. It's, and, and it's so powerful. It's it's so powerful. And if you don't listen to that, it
0: eats away at you. Yeah. And you can you can try and think your 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 way out of it as much as you know. You can try and trick your body out yeah. of that feeling by reading this article online mm-hmm. that makes you feel better for a day. Yeah. Because this, this is what I've done in the mm. past. You know you, you you say, "Okay, what is that feeling? Why did I feel that yesterday? you know, in my gut about whatever happened, and you can trick yourself as much but time time doesn't actually heal it. I know that's contradictory because oh, yeah. the, the, the saying is
1: time's a great healer. well, it doesn't you're right
0: yeah it's it's you can't you have to sit with the feelings, figure out why they're there, and it's when you finally i suppose for me it's like when you finally admit. That that's not going to go away, and that it's just not going to work, mm-hmm. and then making the decision to make it, you know a big change. I remember you saying to me at one point that you would love to do or give a course mm-hmm. to women in their twenties who, you know, think about settling or feel like they should settle. What would you What would you say on that course? What would be the the one hundred and one of not settling or 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 realizing that you? you know, will be better off on your own than settling or better off, I don't know, what is the alternative? Yeah.
1: I think just, you know, even just when we were chatting here beforehand, you were saying you went to an all-girls school. Mm. So you didn't have those interactions with guys. Um, (laughs) And then those kind of awkward conversations with these strange beings is like, oh, what do I actually say (laughs) to you, you know? Um, And I think women in their 20s, it's like... When I think about back to when I was a teenager, I was unbelievably uncool. Um, not that I'm cool now, but I was really you uncool. You are cool now. No, no. Like... You have a seal of, a seal of cool approval. <laughs> Thanks. Dude. But like when I look at teenagers now, I'm like, oh my God, they look and they sound so sophisticated and so do the 20 year olds and you know. Their makeup is so good. They're ama- they, their makeup's amazing. They really hold themselves well. i i really love their confidence. If I wore a pair of shades back in the day, people are like, who, what, like, what are you wearing? Do you know you, like, my daughter asked me the other day, what did you wear to discos? And I was like, whatever, like grunge. Like, do you know my mother would be like, are you trying to make yourself look ugly? <laughs> you know. Whereas now I'm like, oh my god, they're they're amazing. Yeah. On the outside. So my fear as a psychologist is the emotional awareness of themselves, even though there's so much talk about mental health. Yeah. There isn't a sense of them in terms of their identity mm. of themselves. And I mean, that's what your 20s is about, isn't it? It's it's about changing your identity and, and kind of figuring out who you are. Um, but I would bring it back to women actually allowing themselves to figure out what they like. And I think women in their 20s, are very much kind of cultured to be people pleasing. Yeah. And specifically they're like they want the guy to like them. It might be that actually a guy asked you out and you said yes but you didn't actually ask yourself did you like him first. And that's what it I remember we spoke yeah. about that before. It's like we almost you you get into this mode of
0: when a when someone likes you and if they're in some way okay if yeah. they're grand. Mm-hmm. You should feel delighted that they even paid attention to you. Totally. Why do, Why are we like that?
1: It's awful. Well, I think there's just a huge amount of conditioning. You know what I mean? And, and in a way, like women have been cultured to be. And that's what's different about kind of, you know, women now, say like, you know, older teenagers and in their 20s, you can see that they are more comfortable in themselves in one way. Yeah. But at a deeper level, I kind of sometimes would love them to understand that they have they have needs as well. I think we have people saying they have they kind of like it comes across in a brash way like oh yeah I'm this I'm that and the other but at a deeper level actually saying to someone actually that wasn't okay what you did last night Um, I didn't like the way you spoke spoke to that person or that made me feel uncomfortable I think those conversations are harder to have so that's what I meant by the course that you'd actually you teach people boundaries in terms of what's okay for you and when you said about how you reach that decision it's actually about asking the question I think When you're making the decision, will I stay with someone or break up? You have to picture yourself sitting on that couch 20 years from now. Do you want to be beside that person? Even that thought of that, how does it actually make you feel in your body? If there's a kind of a, "Mm," listen to that. And look, feelings aren't facts. Yeah. You know, like you were saying, I like that you worked through. Mm. You you questioned it. Like doubt is perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, The person you're going to spend the rest of your life with, hopefully does not need to be perfect, nor do you. In yeah. fact, I think you kind of like each other more when there's a bit of normalcy and they are annoying in ways and so are you. you know? yeah. And <laughs> I think I think that's nice. Like, otherwise it's infatuation. Yeah, if and that's someone nice. is like amazing and like the sun shines out of there, you know what, then <laughs> that's actually not great. That's kind of when people are in their early, early 20s that he can do no wrong. But yeah. I think, you know, when you say about women and in their 20s, I'm not sure they ask the question of, how is this for me? You know, what do I get out of it in a really genuine, deep way? Yeah, is this relationship actually good for me? Do I feel good about myself? Um, but in a very balanced way. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, you're beautiful, you're gorgeous. In in a kind of like, how they look at you, yeah. how you feel when they when they touch you and hold your hand. It's that kind of safe, good feeling. And I suppose for women in their twenties, we kind of really push the bad boy. Well, talk to me about that. Okay. <laughs> So, like, I remember, you know, people would be like, oh, I'm just attracted to the bad boy. Oh, yeah, it's brilliant. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, you know, nice guys are boring. That's the narrative. But I kind of go, mm, okay, you, cu- you could tell me all about the Kardashians, you guys, but you know nothing about attachment and actually what attracts you to someone else, what actually makes you connect with another human being. And if you are attracted to a bad boy, It's because you don't actually think, you know, somebody can be that good. Yeah. So it kind of, it it brings back to your belief system about attachment, about relationships. That's not actually that there's, and I don't go for fairy tales, but that you couldn't be kind of safe with someone and connected. So if you're saying, I love the bad boy, I'd love you to kind of connect back in and ask why. Yeah. You know? Oh, you just see it time and time again. Yeah. And
0: it's and and so many, I'm sure a lot of women listening, they see their gorgeous friends who are oh, brilliant yeah. people, brilliant girls, funny, hilarious, like intelligent, fabulous, and time and time again, it's soul destroying to watch them go for, for bad boys and, yeah. and be hurt and you you're there to pick up the pieces mm. for them. But what do you say to a friend who you who you see? I, behaving that way makes it sound like they're doing something bad it's yeah. like you know they're just doing what they're doing they're which...
1: caught aren't they they're just caught in this cycle Um, I think it's always just to come in with compassion and I say there's like zero judgment and, and just I always say to people say what's in your head like you are an amazing person it, I, I'm really saddened to see you so upset and it happens again and again what's going on there for you? Is there something that, you know, I can do support you or have you ever t- thought about speaking to someone like this? And I suppose to bring it back to how to help it hit someone, and it's not going to hit them until it does, to be honest. Yeah. Um, sometimes I say, what, what would you think if this was me? Or if you had a daughter, how would you feel if this was playing out for her? And only sometimes when we put ourselves in that position, can people actually connect with it. So you know, connection sometimes can be like, people mistake chemistry for chaos. Yeah, well, that's a great one.
0: They you know? do,
1: that's, and it's like it's passionate, woo. You know, but actually, it's chaos.
0: Yeah, and I know toxic is maybe an overused word, but uh, yeah, we can we can go through phases
1: of of being addicted to the chaos and to, and to actually toxic. So it's, you are addicted, but you're addicted at a deeper level. That like you're addicted because that's actually what you know. Maybe that's what you saw at home. Okay. So actually that is familiar. And that's why we come in with compassion all the time. There's always a reason.
0: Mm. There's
1: actually a reason for everything. And that's what I meant about the Kardashians. Everybody knows everything about them, but they don't actually know much about themselves. Or why do I react that way? Or why am I attracted to that person? Or why do I have difficulty saying no? Or why do I? We have to know these things about ourselves. It would be good to know about them, wouldn't Mm. it? Yes, Like, as you said, I love the word, like you were navigating being 29. What's my next step? And it's spending time processing painful feelings, sitting with them. And um, that's, that's the hard part. And our society doesn't nurture that. So it's not just you. It's not just your fault. I don't mean that to you even. Yeah. It's, I, I think when I look at it, I think I see this as a much bigger thing. I see this at a societal level. Alison, if there is
0: someone listening today who this has made them feel a bit sick in their stomach because maybe they are in, in that relationship that they know mm-hmm. has ended or they have checked out of or it's not for them. What would you say to them? It's, it's so difficult because, you know, they might listen to it today, but they mightn't end it for another five years. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but what you've said has landed with them. What would your advice be
1: listen to your body listen to how it actually feels um notice what you do to push away the pain do you go shopping do you go on the phone what do you do what do you do to avoid how do you procrastinate and push the pain away and then ask yourself how do I want this to be? How, play it out in your head. So here you are, you're in this relationship and say you don't have children, say you want children, imagine children in that situation. And I think sometimes, unfortunately, again, for women, that brings clarity to it. Like if we imagine like a little crystal ball and it's it's all like covered when you're kind of trying to ask about yourself. So you're asking how to be objective about something that's subjective to you. Impossible. Mm-hmm. That's why therapy helps. Yeah. Okay. So I get my nice little like thing and I clean the crystal ball and we look in and I'm asking you now to see, see children in that picture. See you trying to do your job and what would that be like? Will there be support there for that? Because I think that's something that women are struggling with. Women are doing so well in the workplace mm. um, and they also want, you know, the children and the relationship and everything else. How will that be supported? I think that's a really important question. And then ask yourself, are you willing to walk into that? So recognize that the short-term pain of having a very difficult conversation, the avoidance of that is long-term pain. Thank you so much, Alison. Thank you. Thank you so
0: much to Alison for joining us on Theron and Friends. Every time I hear her voice, I just feel a little bit lighter. I highly recommend you follow Alison on Instagram. She does gorgeous reels all about practical psychology. Her handle is thepractical.psychologist. And she's going to join us again on the show. So if you have any questions you'd like to pose to her via Theron and Friends, you can do that. Friends at gmail.com is our email address. And you can send any kind of feedback or any kind of questions for that matter. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. And thank you to my sister, Alva Garhi, second biggest Garhi, Beyonce, Stan, for joining me. And of course, Alison Keating, so so wise I really hope you enjoyed it and if you did please help us to let people know about the podcast it really does mean so much to us if you like subscribe rate and review this podcast is produced by Chemistry Media and Collaborative Studios and this season of Thirin and Friends is brought to you by FNF Fashion at Tesco